1: now let's dial in
0: good afternoon hello everyone welcome to Barron's live market watch edition i'm quentin fortrell the managing editor for personal finance at market watch and together with uh, me here today is my colleague gregory rob economics editor at market watch hi greg thanks for being here good to see you quentin you too uh Today, we're talking, we're asking the question rather, is the American consumer running scourge? Uh, Just to recap the story so far, holiday shopping has pretty much held up during the first two years of the pandemic as people shopped online. But of course, you know, they had stimulus checks and they had enhanced child tax credit and they had a student debt moratorium. And uh, you know, sales in November and December make up for about 20% of annual retail sales, which is why we're talking about it today. That's according to the National Retail Federation. So bottom line, this is an important time for stores and it's also a, a gauge of, of economic sentiment, which is why Greg is joining us today. Uh, I I I noted, Greg, that one company called Alex Partners, which is a global consulting firm, estimates that holiday sales will rise between 4% and 7%, which, you know, might not be bad at first glance, but it's significantly below last year's growth of 16% growth. And with uh, inflation um, in September hitting 8.2%, the Federal Reserve upping rates, by seventy-five basis points three times this year, consumers are are behaving maybe more cautiously, or perhaps a better word is more thoughtfully, than um, with their holiday shopping this year.
1: Is that a question for me? <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, I, I think the what I. I I think these numbers are going to be really important, the Christmas season. Ordinarily, I don't pay too much attention to Christmas predictions that people, a lot of people tend to do them and the numbers are hard to kind of keep straight and keep, people keep buying. But this year, I think it's going to be different because it matters about, you know, the economy going into recession and how people are feeling. So we're watching it much more closely the time. This is the first you know, Christmas in 40 years where we've had this high inflation. So we're all learning about it. And um, it's going to be really interesting to watch. Right.
0: Uh, Sales at retailers were, quote, unquote, flat on the month in September, but they did rise 8.2% on the year. Uh, You said, Greg, that economists viewed that as a
1: positive. Can you explain a bit more why? Retail sales haven't looked great this year, but all year people have been sort of sitting by the bedside of retail sales worried that they're going to sort of fall off the bed and roll over. And they haven't. People have been spending all year. And in September, if you when I look to talk to economists, they look at the numbers, you know, three, six months. People we're going into the fourth quarter of, you know of the economy is doing pretty well consumers are hanging in there so um you know thoughts that the consumer has you know passed away are greatly exaggerated as they say right the consumer is
0: hanging in there uh greg you say uh don't bet
1: against the consumer that seems to be your line today yeah i mean it's I mean, we'll see. I mean, that's what we're waiting for Christmas for to see what happens. And but uh, it, it's been wrong. People who've bet against the consumer before, uh, I've seen over the years, have um, haven't done very well in the markets and everything. And, uh, you know, America is the buyer for the world. It, we don't want to be the buyer for the world since we came out of the financial crisis. We we tried to stop that. It's not great for us. We are we're buying if you look at them america as a nation we are buying everything from you know people are sending us goods but we're running up a deficit with people so we always we are a debtor nation we are we're not a saver nation japan and germany are saver nations i think at some point we should as a country think about that i mean i'm just a reporter and everything and i'm but it's not a great trend but that trend is And it's continuing in spades during the pandemic. Americans bought all kinds of imported goods. We we all remember the pictures of boats outside the coast of Los Angeles and people trying to get their goods in here. America, was we were buying goods. We've shifted a little bit since the pandemic has lifted. Americans have been not buying as many goods. They've been going on vacations. They've been seeing family and friends and having experiences. Restaurant sales have been up. We knew that there was going to be this sort of rotation into into services away from goods. And that's another thing going into Christmas. Are people going to return back to to buying goods?
0: Right. Uh, I noticed noted rather, uh, Greg, that Walmart has announced that the company is pivoting away from the quote-unquote traditional Black Friday sales events and will spread promotions across three days starting with November 7th with early access for walmart plus members and then two more promotional days on the 14th and 21st of november for online shoppers and in-store shoppers and my take is that retailers know a few things consumers are fickle and worried about what's ahead you know with the prospect of a recession looming some companies with their hiring freezes and cutting back jobs they uh, number two they can't rely on, on Retailers know they can't rely on one big day. You know, for all of these personality types, some people will be more cautious than others. Um, if they do miss one day, um, consumers can, you know, feel badly enough to get back at their wallet when their friend tells them they got a great bargain on that on that great new TV. Side note: I don't know if Amer- Americans need another television, but but spreading the um, Spreading the, the bargains out over several days gives retailers um, uh, more flexibility. They can more nimbly adjust their prices based on the demand. They can push out stock inventory. I'm sure they have inventory that they are you know, trying to get rid of. Um, so it gives, I think we'll, we'll see more of this trend of the promotional holidays over several days as retailers try and out. Bid each other, getting earlier and earlier, and having longer discount holidays because it gives both them and the consumer more flexibility and freedom. Um, but I'm sort of, you know, wondering. You you say that you don't really trust these consumer surveys, and I sort of agree with you on that as well, Greg. You know, Gallup first asked Americans about their spending habits in 2009, it was during the Great Recession. Um, consistent majorities back then said they were going to be spending less. And, you know, many of them probably did. That way, they were extraordinary times with the the Great Recession. Um, But um, but that was, you know, double digit unemployment rate. But in subsequent years, fewer Americans have indicated they were spending less money. Um, I think last year, 32% they would be said they would be spending less money. And that was the lowest in Gallup's History of this particular survey. So, you know, depending on the survey you read, I suppose people. Some people are are saying they're going to come back. Others are, are not going to come back, uh, cut back. So, uh, but you know, we also have we also have other specters in the horizon, like increased healthcare costs. Right, people are cutting back on even uh, treatments. Uh, you know, if they if they're if they're if they're short for that copay. So um, there are a lot of headwinds out there, uh, Greg, as well. And I wonder, I wonder, I wonder whether the consumer is taking those into, into account. I know you mentioned they're gonna. We're, we're a nation of debtors. But does that, from as as an economics editor, does that concern you?
1: I mean, there's a lot of packed into that question. I I think. What I tell my reporters is I, I'm much more interested in when my reporters write stories for me after Christmas than when they write stories to me before Christmas. I'm very I'm always interested in what happens at Christmas, but I'm not really it's not, it's not like I don't trust the numbers. That's a little bit, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus here. It's just that there's a lot of them. There's a lot of people, everybody has their own surveys and they all are different numbers and they measure different things. So it's, it's kind of hard to keep track, but once you have Christmas, you can kind of, the government puts out data and you can kind of get a sense of things. A lot of, there was the trend for a while there that Christmas was strong, but then January and February were used to, were super weak because everybody kind of put all their chips on the table, had a nice Christmas, but then they just couldn't spend for the next couple of months. So that, that could happen this time too. Um, I guess. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I mean, we'll just have to, that's what I'm saying. We're like, I'm on the edge of my seat this year. I just think that, and with inflation, we haven't had it in, like I said, in 40 years. And um, so that's why we just don't know much about it. But um, I do think, I hear that the, one of the funny things you hear about when you read these reports people are putting out now is that they think that online is the place where people can get deals. So, so I think a lot of people are, are, are going to look for deals online, um, electronics, apparel, Apparently, companies are going to try to sell a lot of things that they have stuck in their warehouses, and we'll see how that goes too. So, but I do think I I, walk, I saw the Walmart. The executive was on the Today Show today announcing these new Black Friday initiatives, and I, I don't know too much about it. It seemed to me though that he was trying to. It'd be funny if they everybody had Black Friday right, and nobody showed up. <laughs> you know, I think this might be the year that i don't think people i mean i don't know i never liked black friday all that much and i thought it was kind of overblown but maybe this would be the year maybe their people didn't rush at midnight and fought each other over xboxes i, I don't know it just doesn't seem that kind of year to me right i don't know but that's
0: just what do i know so i have a feeling you know consumers will continue their their dance with the economic headwinds they may buy fewer gifts you know a lot of surveys are talking about that uh they could also buy more practical gifts amazon gift cards or maybe they're there's something doing that needs doing around the house or they contribute cash to their kids vacations i mean there are all sorts of ways of gifting people um money and spending money on, on them that um could be you know more on essentials right so even if they're spending the same amount of money or even more money than last year the nature of that spending might change and that doesn't always greg show up in consumer spending reports i i know noted that there was one company a firm a payment service conducted research that said more people may cut out gifts for their co-workers which made me realize who is in this climate, is buying gifts for their coworkers, um, and but I guess that more referring to those long-standing traditions of the Secret Santa in the office, uh, and their data shows that sixty percent of Americans actually still exceed their holiday budget, with nearly half, forty-eight percent going, uh, going over by up to five hundred dollars. So, again, take that with a pinch of salt, but that's probably why nearly a third of americans say they're according to a firm are going to shop earlier if they i guess if they go earlier get those bargains they're maybe less likely to go over budget and maybe less likely to impulse impulse buy right by doing it in good time so good luck with that um but uh you know the report the affirm report said that they had identified a distinct decline in consumers preference for credit cards during the holiday season again greg i think i will believe that when i see it i know that you say um or you did say it's going to be the worst christmas ever
1: i mean i, I was kind of joking with some people when we were talking about it I, I i know that we've all coming out of the pandemic right i guess when i talk with my friends about everything that it seems that people are kind of acting crazy they're driving Fast and yelling at people, yelling at baristas and Starbucks and it, there's all this kinds of angst going on. The mood of the country just seems to be kind of more Grinchy to me than Santa Claus to me. So, I mean, I I think that's kind of the joke I have is just that I just don't I don't look around when I look around I just don't see the spirit of giving this year. And with because in and part of it is you know inflation is everybody's having to think. Twice about what they did, right? So, um, right. That was that's more joke. That, but I do think you know it, it could be the year of the Grinch, but we'll just have to see. And you're not talking
0: about politics at the office at the uh, Christmas dinner table, right? You're not talking about.
1: Uh, you know, I come from a family yeah. who's into politics, so we we would rather talk about politics than talk about each other. So that's the so, my family was. I
0: haven't heard that theory before. That might be, <laughs> uh, work out for your family. I'm not sure whether it works out for families across America.
1: So far, so, so good.
0: I have a theory. Um, you can feel free, Greg. Feel free to knock it down. Uh, people, so people have had some terrible years, right? They've had lockdowns. They've had COVID. Omicron, forty-year high inflation, the ever looming uh, boogeyman recession, you know, on the horizon, and you know they need the holiday season to let loose, to treat themselves and buy something nice for the, you know, to wear to the Christmas party and buy their loved ones something, you know, right for push out the boat and for boat I mean get out the credit card, um, and you know give their loved ones a nice gift, right? Because we've all been through a lot and. I feel like if we don't have some, people look forward to the holidays, if we don't have some time where we let our hair down, what's it all for? So I call that this is like the, the million dollar spit in the ocean theory, that when things get rough, when the waters get rough, people get anxious about what's going to happen next, they, they have one last hurrah, right? And they do that every year at, at, during the holidays um and only when the proverbial hits the fan do they really stop spending right so that's you know the Great Recession 2008 2009 but even then spending was it, it, it might have ticked down a little bit but um, but spending why I say the million dollar spit in the ocean theory is because regardless of the, uh, various challenges that we discuss every year economic challenges spending tends to go up right because prices are going up of course as well but uh so what what do you think of
1: that greg i don't want to knock that down i do think that you're you might be onto something i think but you know listen it's it's a noon on october 19th so october is a tough time to you know christmas is two months away Things could happen. Um, and you're right. I, I do think that one of the themes this summer was, you know, this revenge spending idea. Revenge and I think, spending. right? I think that's still around. So um, it's going to, yeah, I just think uh, these are the forces at work here. Uh, on one side, you have people wanting to do things. Um, and then the other side, you have concerns about. Where the economy is going, and everybody looking at their paycheck not going as far as it did for the first time in 40 years. Remember, Quentin, this is the f- we're all learning. And every consumer is going through this process of. A lot of consumers are not, you know, at the end of the month they think they have the X much money, and and nowadays everybody's gone through this phase where at the end of the month it's been a lot less. So uh, we'll just have to see. I mean that's what we're all about here at MarketWatch, and people should keep an eye on it and and we're going to keep an eye on it for them right so we're neither of it
0: sounds to me like neither of us today are counting out the consumer even though I mean, online shopping is supposed to be weaker this year uh, again you know probably because people have done so much of it over the last two years right but they had more cash Um, they were stuck at home with their stimulus checks and they had nothing to do except buy lamps and old leisure wear and new garden furniture. So they had somewhere or something to sit on, you know, when they spent so much time at home. So I don't sort of blame them for spending uh, less money online, if that turns out to be true. Um, There's a, uh, you know, despite uh, predictions of single digit growth online this season, consumers have already spent, wait for it, Greg, over 590 billion dollars online this year between january and august and that's up nearly nine percent year on year so that shows some resiliency of online sales and that's you know based on um data from adobe the software and market research company um so but but adobe also say that online holiday sales are expected to rise by just 2.5 percent to just over you know to nearly 210 billion this year So so that's, that would make it the slowest rate of growth for online sales since 2012.
1: So, um, I mean, I that, think, sorry, go ahead, Greg. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I, I think a safe bet is that sales are gonna be higher, right? They're not gonna fall, but they're gonna be right. less. I don't think they're gonna match sales over the last couple of years. I think that's like a safest bet, right? Yeah. But we'll see.
0: We have a question here. I wanna remind, uh, Listeners and viewers to uh, submit any questions they might have. But Ma- Majid, um, or Mahid, uh, apologies if I mispronounced your name, uh, wrote that a certain bank CEO said that the bottom quartile of consumers have about five times the savings they had compared to pre COVID. And um, uh, Majid said that shouldn't that provide a nice cushion for the next few quarters? Um, assuming that's true, Greg, what do you think?
1: I think that goes back to their conversation at the beginning where consumers have been resilient and um, they did. People or during the pandemic, people did get a lot of stimulus checks, did get extra funds. And so for for some people, the money is is there. Um, yeah, I thought, yeah, I could go longer, but I, let's see if there's any other. Yeah. Questions,
0: I guess. OK, so. Um- Another theory, online shopping, just a theory, Uh, you know, I think that Generation Xers and baby boomers are probably more likely to get bang for their buck. And by that, I mean, you know, we, as a Gen Xer, we want to have the experience of going and shopping in person and, you know, having that chat with the salesperson and looking at the Christmas decorations and... Um, you know, buying that cashmere sweater or whatever your, your jig is and then going for a hot toddy or a hot chocolate afterwards with a friend. So I, my point is the value of that purchase is so much higher if you are going to spend a nice afternoon out with a friend or a spouse or your kids, right, and create a Christmas memory um, and do, you know, make those purchases in stores as opposed to online. And it's better than sitting at home in your skivvies pressing buy now on your computer. Feeling sorry for yourself, especially as you, you know many people have been sitting in their pajamas for the best part of two two years, right? So I think that we we talk about the convenience of online shopping, but I think during the holidays, this is where retailers can also um, provide that extra um, experience of of you know the Christmas cheer, quote unquote, right? But uh, but I understand, as you said, that there will be deals online, you know, particularly electronics and and apparel, as, as you mentioned earlier, um, uh, Greg. But I wanted to ask you a question more, you know, related to your beat, which is um, a pullback on consumer spending would not bode well for the talk about a recession, right? If, if that pullback happens,
1: right? I mean. If- Everyone should know the consumer spending makes up 70% of gross domestic product GDP. And although these days people think GDP is kind of getting under fire from a lot of people as being a good measure for the economy, but it is like a big central point for the economy. So if um, consumers put away their wallet, that will make things a little bit worse for the economy i mean we're already i think when you talk to economists now people are thinking about a recession next year sometime first quarter second quarter so christmas might be we might get christmas and then the downturn would come next year in 2023 but nobody really knows for sure but but consumer spending is the um heartbeat of the u.s economy right the
0: uh you know, almost all, that's 98% of US-based CEOs say they are preparing for an economic recession over the next 12 to 18 months. And that's a quarterly survey of business leaders conducted by the conference board. Um, obviously, the CEOs in Europe uh, are, are foreshadowing something much worse than, than, than what's likely to happen in, in the US. Um, so uh so yeah so i mean obviously on the cards um what's your what's your sense of a recession happening and
1: the severity of such a uh, an event i think there's a lot of scaremongering going on i can't put my finger on exactly why it is i mean i think i uh, people have been waiting for a recession all year it seems like uh but the economy is doing really well the labor market is really doing well It's We've been growing the economy, adding jobs, workers, businesses can't find workers. Interest rates are going up. That's the, the key is the fed is tightening rates, but they're coming off of zero. They were at zero in March. So even though they're raising rates and they're raising it fast, um, it's not the, it's not, you know, they're not at draconian levels. There's a lot of wall street has a lot of angst to all this. I, I, I was up in New York for a week and, you know, Wall Street things you know, Wall Street did super well during the pandemic. I mean, surprisingly well, right? There was the stock market kind of rebounded quickly after the start of the pandemic and never looked back. So Wall Street has done really well. Now I don't they it's this fact that Wall Street you know, the Fed isn't giving them easy money anymore and they're raising rates anymore. There is people have to shift and get used to the fact that you know interest rates aren't zero but you know i don't know i if there is a i think that the economy could slow down and we could get inflation to slow down without there being a recession i think if the fed and so there could be a soft landing if if there is a recession it's going to be you know it's going to be a, it's just going to be a really it's going to be a shame because this labor market we have has been purring and doing really super well. And so I hate to see as soon as we get to this place where the labor market's doing well, driving, it's like a car, right? Your car is driving so nicely down the road. The last thing you want to think about is having to get a new transmission. So recessions are bad news. And, um, but they come, come out of the blue too. That's the thing that people should know about recessions for ordinary people. For economists, a recession in a way just means like, their models stop working. Like if they can't predict them. Um, they just kind of come out of the blue. If there's imbalances in the economy, um, so hopefully that we can kind of get to a place where where that doesn't happen. Happen, but it is something that we're going to watch really closely. Overseas developments, the war in Ukraine, which we've talked about before, is just dragging on. Um, Europe is going into recession. China is not looking well. The global economy is probably, is is looking bad. But one thing about the United States economy is that we are um, immune to all these things in in some ways. We are kind of, we kind of hum along. Uh, We have a lot of economic activities. So it's, a recession is not a done deal. I, I, I know when you say that, you know, businesses are preparing, well, they have to prepare. Sure. It's crazy if you didn't prepare, but um, what, you know, I don't know. We'll just have to see. Yeah. I almost feel
0: like uh, we've been warned for so long about a recession coming that it's almost like, you know, waiting for that bus. It's going to arrive sooner or later. So
1: um, one way to look at it, Quentin, the way I talk to some people about it, it, it's the pandemic. Go back to the pandemic for a minute that was kind of like a war. We spent a ton of money on the pandemic and the economy for whatever it's worth, things get out of balance. Um, we we buy things we won't buy again. We, people make things that, that people want in June and then they don't want in July. The economy is kind of out of sorts. That's why inflation is, is worth, why we have inflation. So people think that the economy has to kind of find a new balance Sort of like, for me, it's like World War II. That's what happened after World War II. We were making bombers, and then we had to make dishwashers. And there was a big transition phase, and there was high inflation then, and now there's high inflation now. So in some ways, we're just going to have to go through this, and the economy has to find a new balance.
0: Right. And I think, you know, as we mentioned, I think credit cards, obviously, uh, you know, the average rate on a new credit card offer now offers it over, you know, 18 point, uh, somewhere around 18.7%. Um, that number is approaching the record average of 19% set in July, 1991. Uh, so, so I, I would advise people to maybe stick with the bedding they have, the electronics they have, and not if the alternative is putting it on their credit cards, not to do that because, um, as companies prepare for recession, so can we, as consumers, um, so, uh, you know, and I appreciate what you say, Greg, about scaremongering and um, and that we have been through a, a kind of a, a war um, with the, um, uh, you know, with the pandemic. And, uh, and we're, we're still here, right, those of us who, um, who are remain healthy and um you know after the after the pandemic itself um for those of us who who survived the public health crisis um we're, we're both we're both uh it sounds like we're both pretty optimistic about the resilience of the consumer um to some extent um as well but uh but I appreciate your thoughts, Greg. Thank you for joining me today uh, to talk about the holiday season again. We'll see what happens. We can maybe we'll get together again after after the holidays and and break it down. I, I want to go
1: shopping with you and get a hot toddy. Can we do that? Can we arrange that?
0: <laughs> yeah, you have to <laughs> come that sounded to York, nice. But we'll do that. We'll we'll look at the tree at Rockefeller Center, you know, okay. with the crowds. Yeah. Um, I love that.
1: That's awesome. Yeah.
0: See. Yeah. The hot toddy at Christmas, you know, you have to build those Christmas memories. You know, the cost of a hot toddy, you know, will get you.
1: What is more, a hot toddy? Do they still make those things?
0: What? I think you could probably request one in the right bar. Okay. But uh, but thanks, Greg. I really uh, appreciate you being here today, and thank you to the listeners and the uh, people who showed up. Um, please please join us again tomorrow. Barron's deputy editor. Ben Levison and healthcare industry reporter uh, Josh Nathan Cassis discuss the outlook for healthcare stocks and the latest news on COVID-19 treatments and vaccines. Thank you for listening. Stay healthy and have a wonderful rest of your day. The energy transition is a long and winding road and it needs to be taken step by step. Learn more at SiemensEnergy.com.